0: Evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve. Wraith, Jory's here, Jory's there, joined by George, Kevin, Mitch, Steve, Stew, and our lead. As we look back at the last seven days. At Newcastle United, no Steve Hasty tonight, we've given him the night off, he's uh, going to get his hair done I think and take the dog off for a walk So uh, <laughs> I hope he has a nice night, I did see him this afternoon though, he was uh, fit as fit a lot, And uh, I just want to let people know he doesn't get offended by these dog uh, dog lookalikes And believe you me, I've already had an inbox full this week, so <laughs> roll on Friday um, no game this week. Uh, obviously, a time to reflect though on uh, on last weekend's game. George, we've already had your opinion, mate, and uh, we do do yeah. ask George on this show. So I'll uh, I'm going to skip I'm going to skip on uh, just to the, the couple of the lads who haven't had theirs here. Uh, Mitch, we um, we you know we obviously had you on as well on friday and uh, stew so i'm just going to go to steve and alwi just just your views on on the forest game lads uh, steve you first um you know it was a tough place to go but we got three points mate
1: yeah well i think we went in confident a little bit after the wolves win um and uh, also a little bit wary of the fact that forest had a good home record um mm-hmm. but it was one of those games where you would expect to win if you were in contention for the top places as we are, and and that's what happened. And it, it, it's a shame it took another a, a last minute penalty to get it because I think overall we were, we were well on top. It was it was potentially another four one. We've beaten we beat uh, was it Fulham four one, Southampton four one away, and uh, you know arguably we could have won that one 4-1 as well. And and, and nobody could have argued that there was a, it was an unfair score. We hit the bar twice in the first half. Uh, You've been over on every other show. Nobody can understand the offside rule. Um, I think it's a good one for ask George because if you ask George what the offside rule was in 1950 odd when he was there, it's very simple. Nowadays it yeah, isn't. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, you know that 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 was that was one decision. Uh, but um, I think what what came out of it was that there's some players are are emerging. Um, I think Isaac now looks the part and, and uh, every chance that he could end up being top scorer this season even more than uh, Almiron's already got particularly now that he's, he's going to be missing for a few weeks uh, if he carries on in that vein um, um, Anderson you know impressive start coming on and, and and probably would if it wasn't for the fact that Joe Linton's coming back would be worth his place against Man U ahead of ASM. Uh, but I, I suspect Joe Linton will come back and play in, in that same formation that we did in the early part of the season um, with Joe Linton playing wide and interacting and interfacing with uh, Joe Willock who's again now emerging back, back to his best. It would be nice if he could finish this season as he did a couple of years ago and get seven or eight goals um, and, and uh, you know, cement our place in the Champions League. I'm still confident that that we can get it. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, the confidence boost that we can beat Man United uh, and, and go above them in the league. Uh, you know, to go back to third, which potentially we can at that stage, uh, would will, will be, be a big boost and uh, I, I think we can go through to the end of the season with a, you know, I'm following Stu's line that he talked about at the weekend on the professionals about how many points we can get off the, the games. We've, we've, we've only really lost against the, you know, if you, even if you go back to the last season, there, were, there was a dodgy defeat at, uh, at Everton, a dodgy defeat at Chelsea. Um, there's only the, the, Liverpool, Man City, and, and the Man United in the final that's beaten us in this this whole year and a half or so. So um, I'm I'm very optimistic, and and that was an encouraging performance to set us on our way. Pity we're not playing this week, as I think it would be it would be good if we could get that game played without having the international break.
0: Our mm. lead it was another good win. Um, Nottingham Forest a difficult place to go uh, as uh, they've proved this season, but. Uh, I've said on the show a couple of times this week, I think that was probably our best performance so far this year. Yeah.
2: Uh, good evening, all. Uh, Ramadan Kareem, and all as well. Uh, yeah. uh, um, I would uh, like to talk about uh, maybe some, uh, maybe different idea, but since the final against Manchester United, I, I really realized that Idi Howe played man to man. Uh, no, no games, just man to man. So uh, it's it's sometimes it's comparing to the opponent situation. Um, if, if we are better in tactics, uh, stamina, uh, we are, in our day we we beat the, uh, the the opponent, we beat the team. So with with the Liverpool, Manchester, uh, uh, Arsenal. You can, you, can, you can see the, the difference. And against Wolverhampton and Nottingham Forest, it was difficult, but we win because we are the better team uh, regarding man-to-man. We have, we have, uh, we are better. So what I'm saying that uh, Eddie Howe's style is like man-to-man. So uh, I believe if we as, uh, make the, the team stronger in the summer window, uh, we we will be able to to uh, win over uh, the teams because we are playing man to man. I hope uh, I hope I can I, can, um, I did explain really my you know, point. No, you did.
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah, I definitely think there's been a change in you know a slight change. You know there has to be when personnel go in and out. And I think um, you know I think that the, the, the ethos that he's had about working hard, training hard. Um, is, is is paying dividends is certainly at this period of time because I think the biggest compliment uh, and again I've said it this week that we could pay the midfield including Jacob Murphy um, Sean Longstaff Joe Willock uh, and Elliot Anderson the, the four that finished more or less you know that, that second half and, and got us over the line and got us the win against Forrest the biggest compliment we could pay is we didn't miss Almiron we didn't miss yeah. Joe Linton and we didn't miss yes. Anthony Gordon. And I think and that's how. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about the midfield in general, Steve. I just think yeah. that the biggest compliment we can pay them is we didn't miss some key players. Yeah. We were all going into those games going, oh, Anthony Gordon, well, you know, that's a nightmare. And then, oh, you know, Wilson, as you say, Wilson's m- misfiring. Joe took Linton the, praying took that he wasn't going to get Pressure Bruno as well, Steve. Oh massively. Yeah. But that that is down to the coaching, that is down to the management. And that is the fact that the people who are coming into the team, George, know their jobs. You know what I mean? And that's that's what Eddie Howe's got them drilled in. And he's if you listen to his press conferences, I mean he's very cryptic at times, but he's very but he tries, you know, he gives he gives what he wants to give. But I think I think George the the key really and and what you know will be judged on where we finish. We've we've got to a cup final, we didn't win it we should finish in European position, hopefully the Champions League. But at the end of the day, George, the players come in and they know what they're supposed to do. Everyone follows the same, everyone follows the same pattern. Everyone does the same. And those who don't get found out, which is why I think ASM is, you know, he's struggling to to play the pressing game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you got
0: anything to say on it, George?
3: Well, uh, just uh, totally agree with what you're saying. And, and, uh, uh, the important thing for me that there's the other things around Friday, I think, as I've said elsewhere, is that um when young Anderson uh, that goal was disallowed, a lot of young players would have been put off by that. That would have been the end of the game. But he didn't he just roll his sleeves up and got on with it and and uh, play it even better, if you like, for the rest of the game. Uh, and and similarly with Buckman, he 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 made a rick all right, but he didn't let it spoil his game. Within, <clears throat> within a couple of minutes, he was back to his uh, uh, his uh, clinical best, and and they're all good signs for me uh, in terms of the team and, and and how how drills them. The other good thing was to uh, to hear young Isak talk when after the match and in, in the press conference when there were um, uh, uh, Kelly Duggins asked him about why did he drift out to the left and he he was straight. He says, well, because that's what the the coach told us to do. That's what the coach asked us to do. You know, there was no... Um, uh, um, uh, he, he just came straight out with it. You know, that's what the coach asked us to do. Now, we now know, we now realise the coach asked him to do it because ESM wasn't wasn't uh, doing what we wanted him to do. Uh, seemed to be some hint that he might have been carrying an injury. Well, get him off. I, I mean, I think that's what part of the row on the touchline with, uh, with Jones was. Was about with, with about the ACM. Um, no, you're absolutely right, Steve. They're, they're well drilled, and uh, there's a lot to be said about the team that's like that because um, you can buy uh, players who cost lots of money. Um, Would it necessarily fit into what Eddie Howe does? It, it, it may. They may not, and I think that's why they're so careful about uh, how the, how they get um, how they bring in and and how how they break them into the squad and. See how Botman was fed in, how Bruno was fed in, and you know that—that's all. Isaac's been fed in. It—it—it it, it all fits a pattern, which is uh, for me, you're only good for the future. You're only good for the future.
0: Yeah, Mitch, it's—you uh, know—it's one of the. Uh, sorry, Kevin. So it's one of those things that we look at and think. You know, uh, we are going to struggle with the size of this squad. And, you know, it's something that gets talked about time and time again. But like I've just said, you know, it's, it's, you know Eddie Howe's he's got it right so far, hasn't he? And with, with the running, I think I will just get more confident. And, and I sensed it on the fans forum on Monday, Kev, that people are getting a bit more confident. People yeah. like exactly. Stu have been confident all the way through. But I think it's I think it's starting to filter through the fan base now. People are actually going, you know what? <laughs> Why not the Champions League?
4: exactly and uh we again we said that monday but again it's a 25 man squad so he has to utilize what he what's at his disposal essentially so it's he's done for me a, a masterclass in terms of coaching getting those players who got us from the championship into the premier league to play at a higher level yes it might not be champions league level it might not be what we're looking to do down in the future but at the same time it's a very well coached team and they know their jobs and every time somebody steps across that white line that's what they have to provide again if they do not they'll like the phrases of the world if there's a riff going on if there's something else if there's other underlying issues he'll just not play so again it's utilizing the squad and I think he's been very clever of how he's utilized it so onwards and upwards again and yeah I'm just Again, the confidence is building with me. Not that I wasn't positive going into the year. It was more realism of actually where we could actually go and not putting a, a ceiling on it, if you will, for for a better term. It is, it, it's endless, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm really confident going into the next, what, 12, 11 games, going in and see where we finish. <coughs>
0: Mitch, it's it, it's an amazing season, no matter what happens. But you know, it, it does seem as if there is a bit more positivity surrounding the fan base, and uh, Eddie Howe certainly got the, you know, he seems to have got the knack. He's got the players, you know, getting into that team, as I say, filling in the gaps, and and you know, we're coming up with the results, two two good results going into this break.
5: Part of the, the Stockholm syndrome I bang on and on about is is we're all waiting for the wheels to come off. We're all waiting for the bad thing to happen. And we have been all season. Um and I don't think we've got a better chance with Liverpool, Chelsea and Tottenham in the way that they are. And Man United to a certain degree. Um to really push on. And what I've liked about from Howe <laughs> is every time he's gone to the well and gone to the squad and say hey we need something from somebody here somebody's come up with the goods somebody's put a performance in um i thought the 45 minutes from anderson on friday was was superb stellar for a young man that was it could easily be his coming of age you know um belief in himself uh we've got to have a bit more belief around the place and change our mindset and believe that things can Happen if we wanted to. We know we're punching well above our weight. We're probably two or three years ahead of schedule. Um, But why not grasp the opportunity? Absolutely grab it with both hands. It's there for the taking. It's in our hands. We're we're being forgotten about by certain sections of the media still. You know, yet if we do our job and concentrate on us, then it's in our own hands. We've got games in hand. We're playing well. We can we've actually got room for improvement too. Because we know we can play better because we have this season already. Um people wetting their knickers about what's going to happen at Spurs. There's lots of data and stats that show if you change your manager at this time of the season, it really doesn't do much for you. Um if if you look at uh, like I say, everybody seems to be waiting for, for the, the wheels to come off. I've even had chats with people um, via DM, in particular, you know, worrying about Saudis over investing and what what could go wrong in the future. Stop worrying about what's going to go wrong in the future. Let's let's enjoy now, and um, because if we get it right now and everything goes according to plan. We It's in our own hands to put ourselves in a hell of a position ahead of schedule um, with the FFP being caught up. And actually, if we were to do something daft and actually get into the Champions League this season, what a better way to then justify hiking up some of the deals and hiking up some of the money to make that FFP balance quicker. And so the opportunities there are legion. We've just got to take it and it's in our own control.
0: Mm most certainly yes uh, lots of questions coming in we'll come to them in the second half don't forget to ask George as well halfway through the show um, yeah there is more of a positivity Steve isn't there around the club I think
1: very much so I think uh, the, the, the confidence has been there all the time I think uh, you know we're, we're very, we're, we haven't we've had bad performances at all you know when, when we've been playing poorly we've, we've still it, it's been just probably the lack of ability to put the ball in the net I mean you take the Liverpool game and with ten men, that was one of the best performances for a while in in the games ahead of that. You know, we, we didn't we didn't play well against Fulham, but we got the win late on goal. Um, we got draws in quite a few games around then, and and I think Liverpool, you know, was a, it was a strange start. You know, they got two two in, instant goals, and I, I, it would have been great if we'd had uh, two, 11 against eleven on that pitch because I think we might have even got back into it, even with ten, if we'd scored in the in the second half and we had ten. I think it would have been a tremendous finish, and and so you know we, we haven't been playing badly, and I, and I think we can we can actually play better than we have because I think we're now seeing that the, there is a squad, you know what we if if you take the forward line that that finished the game really on on the, on Friday, uh, Murphy, Isaac, and uh, Anderson, that that's a second string forward line from what we're playing in the first hours of the season, but you wouldn't think it. Um, so we've got we've got quality right around the pitch, and uh, you know people like Sean Longstaff are getting more confident. Um, Willick is playing better. Joe Linton will come back firing all senders I'm sure. So I think we've got a we've got a good squad, and I can just see it's it's doing well. And and uh, I think when you asked him for predictions the other night of where we'll finish, and I think it was George was the first one to say third, and I don't see any reason why we can't get third. Uh, we talk about the. The impact of other competitions on, uh, you know, the the European competitions. Well, there's only the the two Manchester's really that are left in uh, that are up the top, but uh, Man United particularly have got a, a very difficult run in because they're also in the FA Cup. So, uh, you know, there's the, and they're going to be missing Casemiro still for. I think the FA Cup game counted didn't these four. So I think he's got three more games. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to be. Uh, you know in their strength. So I, I, I cannot see any reason why we can of get third and then that's not just scraping into the Champions League. That's justifiably coming, you know, just behind the two teams that are gonna win it. So Stu, why have you, why have you been positive all the way
0: through and it's taken us all a while to catch up? I mean, did, did you have, did, did you just did you just feel it in the water? Um,
6: well I think it's 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 always gonna be positive. The world's full of negativity, isn't it? But, you know, you can be positive as long as you've got substance to it. And for those who like to go through NUFC Matters accounts to try and find things, let them try and find one of the reviews we did at the start of the season, the reason why, and I was talking about other clubs who would be going through transition. And the way Newcastle finished the season last year, uh, there was a real collective willingness to achieve with a with group. And with the right additions, which we, which we made, not as many as I'm sure the club would have liked or we as fans would have liked, but they made the right ones. And, and that's what was said earlier. You know, they've got the right characters. You know, they don't have the Ronaldo's. If you look at the difference to how Man United performed since they managed to get him out of the dressing room. So the, the one team that surprised me is not Newcastle, it's been Arsenal. And I still think they'll fall. Uh because Manchester City, I believe, will finish the season in a relentless manner. And and Arsenal, if they lose, that's it's, uh, the way of fixture to Man City. They're just one draw away from do- they're dropping into second and that psychologically makes a massive difference. But Newcastle, I, I think there's a lot of people were more focused on what we were doing than, than what they should be doing. And I, I think Tottenham fill it in that category. Uh, Manchester United were trying to... Just appeased the manager by throwing 80 million at That's uh, Anthony. Tell me he's played better than Murphy in the last few weeks, and I'll say your line. So it, it's not the money, it's, it's the character, and obviously the ability comes into it. But Newcastle to me had a head start, and I, I genuinely believe that we'll finish the, in the Champions League. I know I said it at the start of season fifth, but as uh, what Steve Wilkinson mentioned earlier, I've set my stall out that 71 points will get us Champions League qualification. And the way I explained it on the show on Sunday, it's very, very hard for other teams. It's hours to lose, definitely. It's very hard for the teams to try and get into that. And as Steve Wilkins has just said there, we beat Man United in our next game. And we're third, irrespective of that something to play the day after, we're third. Um, well why shouldn't we finish dude i mean we, we can't get too above ourselves and, but it's good this is an amazing opportunity uh, and I, I know that i've mentioned previously i would rather be in the conference league than the europa league because the midweek games will be easier for us if if this squad isn't as strong depth wise but if we're going to go for it get, this is a golden opportunity to get in the champions league we should be grasping it with both hands Taking advantage of it and, and finish this season with a rattle, which I, I'm really confident we will. I think the acid test is going to be the three games we've got when we come back. Yeah, and that we've got three games in six days. You know, we've got the Man United at home, then we've got West Ham away. Who, whether they like it or not, or want to admit it or not, they're in a relegation battle. Uh, but they are capable of big performances on the day. And a lot of this now for the next 10, 12 games, depending on which team is left, is a lot of it's going to be mental rather than uh, physical or ability. And, and I think we've got the right coach to get these guys mentally tuned in and feel like a sense of achievement together. Uh, then, like I say, we've got West Ham, then we've got Brentford away. If we come out with those three games unscathed and, and still in position to qualify for the Champions League with a game in hand, then the next game, I think, is, is it Tottenham or is it Everton? But when we have Tottenham at home, as I mentioned, my son supports Tottenham. I was speaking before I come on the show here. And, and I says to him, who's going to finish fourth? And he says, uh, well, Tottenham. I says, no, I hope you really think, because I'm coming to see you in a couple of weeks' time. We'll have a bet. All right, it's Newcastle. And and it, then it was about their manager. It was, you know, there was loads of reasons behind it. So I asked him a simple question. Okay, let's say Newcastle get in the Champions League next season. Who are you going to support? And he says, Tottenham. So my reply to him was, no, I meant out of the big clubs. <laughs> so he, he bit at that one. But let's get this. Uh, there'll be twists and turns along the way and there'll be a roller coaster of emotion and where our fan base is probably as good or bad as any, whichever way you're looking at, are at, at not keeping a, a stable mind. You know, we win, we're going to win everything, we lose, that's it, it's all finished. And that goes from over positive to the Stock, Stockholm Syndrome that uh, Mitch loves to to use the phrase. We have to accept that we're better and we're in a better place to grow and grow and grow and sometimes stop looking for the worst. You don't have to hope for the best and get a big disappointment, but start expecting better. And collectively as a fan base, we should be moving on and being more positive with the situation we're in because well, I'm 48 now. I've never seen, nearly 49, I've never seen this club in a better position to achieve success for the same period than, that, than what we're sitting in right now. And it will be like pick this cab, we we'll get the first bit of success, then the rest will follow. And history shows you that. You get the teams that win once. Leicester did it a few years later, they won the FA Cup. But the the clubs with the financial ability and the bigger supports to do it. Look at Manchester City, they started winning. Manchester United went through a sustained period, Liverpool did it. I know it's it goes in cycles. But why can't it be our turn? We shouldn't be thinking, Oh, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. And bear in mind, I've had a lifetime of support in Newcastle, following hearts in Scotland. You know, so I'm used to failures on the football field more than most. You know, so <laughs> this, this is our time. We just need to sit back, trust the process, trust the people who are making decisions because they want the success just as much as us and enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it. And this is something in a generation's time. You can be able to say, I support Newcastle through that period. No matter how big we are then, I remember when it started. <laughs> And this is, this is the stage we're at. Manchester United on Sunday, I watched them after we did the professionals and they were distinctly average without Casemiro. He's their talisman, whichever way you're dressing up and he's going to be out for the next few games, isn't he? So it's a, it's an ideal opportunity for us to take advantage of them. And if, again, psychologically, we go into third, we play a game in hand during the week with the West Ham after we come back after hopefully beating Man United, sorry, when we beat Man United 3-1. And we... If we can get a win at West Ham, it's the others have start looking up at us and thinking we're not going to catch these, these have got the men, and, and and that's that's what we want. It's all possible, it's all achievable. And but whatever happens, we support the club, and, and as we always have, we're supported through some dire times. We should be collectively enjoying this fantastic time and what's coming,
0: yeah, 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 100%. Al lead Saudi Arabia, uh, what are the fans feeling out there? I mean, you know, it's 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 early days. But you know you, you had you know you had the the club out there of course and you know Shola Amiobi has been out and given a talk out there so you know what what's the feeling amongst the fan base out there about how the team are performing?
2: Uh, well, they are excited. They are discussing uh, on daily basis everything going with Newcastle. Uh, we have a special uh, WhatsApp group It's called WhatsApp Society, and it's uh, it's like twenty four hours. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's the discussion. I feel even even with my team, Al Hilal, Saudi Arabia, it's it's on the on the fan uh, experience or the fan age or uh, understanding of football. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, I notice fans are uh, um, uh, different in opinions. Uh, like for example, on Twitter, when you say something negative about the club or the results, you didn't know who's, who's who's talking. Is he really understand what's going on? Is he experienced? Is he just uh, uh, just a kid, uh, emotionally, and he, uh, talking just about results, uh, not uh, behind the scene? But uh, the fans are very, uh, very uh, excited, and they really wish for uh, here in Saudi. They wish for Champions League seat. Uh, it's excited. Last year, we were talking about relegation teams. Uh, this year we're talking about uh, beating the top six, and hopefully, coming year we talk about uh, Barcelona and Milan and other teams in Champions League, uh, or even in the uh, Europe League. Any minimum, min- minimum uh, 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 any expectation. Uh, really, we 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 we're uh, uh, happy, and <coughs> we're more excited also about the signings because. As I said earlier, uh, we we play man to man more than uh, like for example, look, at Bournemouth beat Liverpool. We we didn't any, you know, and we we draw with Bournemouth. So this thing uh, need better signing because uh, anyhow the way he play, he's he's brave. So if we uh, if we get uh, better players, of course, it will be better results because this is any uh, you know, this is what's going on with the team uh that idea uh, how building is uh, uh in his brave team uh playing directly man to man so uh, we're really excited here about the signings uh, we still we're talking from now who is gonna be signing because uh, we really uh, uh we're really be excited to see the team in champions league because i think this is uh it's a game changer for us
0: Definitely a game changer. Okay, we uh, are halfway through the show, and uh, as always, we'll hit the ads. Big thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 800-2545-253, 25 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy, contract-free, and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria, and you can find them at mrvickys.co.uk, email info at mrvicky's.co.uk and place an order by phone on 01768 210102. Thanks to Frui Vita Getaways. Book your holidays or short breaks in the UK or around the world with them. Uh, let them find your happy place. ABTA and ATOL registered. You can contact them uh, by emailing and Vita Getaways at gmail.com Call or text 0792 842 7895 and join their Facebook group at fruity Vita getaways thanks to media arts for all the technical help and videos that they do and thanks to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in End, newcastle if you want to join the channel click join and uh, you can see the various rates that you can pay to help support us uh, if you want to join uh, by subscribing hit the subscribe button that is free uh, hit the thumb up under the video uh, to help the algorithm and click share to share to other social media platforms. Uh, If you do subscribe, we do give you a free car sticker. Uh, Just email john at nufcmatters.com, and he will post you one out. If you want to join the cult, which is a one-off payment of £25, uh, where you get a scarf, a pen, a cup, and uh, uh, entry into the monthly draw, then go to nufcmatters.com and look for the cult membership uh, or put your phone over this smart code. And uh, it will take you straight there. We are available as well as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and the rest. And we do support the Food Bank on this channel. Uh, so if you want to make a virtual donation from anywhere in the world, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and put your money into the match day bucket. We've got some events coming up. Uh, first off in April. Uh, April 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th and 11th, Peter Beardsley Soccer School is back for ages 6 to 16 years. Uh, go to PeterBeardsleySoccerSchool.com for more information. An evening with John Anderson at the Timehouse Surf Cafe, Tuesday the 18th of April. Uh, book your tickets direct from the venue. An evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson two nights later, uh, Thursday the 20th of April at the Irish Centre. Uh, tickets from NUFCMatters.com. And evening with Nobby Solano at Laurels in Whitley Bay is May the 11th. Uh, so uh, contact the venue direct if you want to go uh, to that event. And um, we've got our NUFC Matters end of season party, uh, which is the 27th of May at 7 o'clock. Tickets are a tenner from NUFCMatters.com. And evening with Rob Lee at Louise Liquor Store at 1st of June. And uh, tickets direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford. Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel Gosforth, which is in aid of the Heelan Tour charity. and You can get your tickets direct from them at the heelantour.org.uk website. Just click events. A little bit later in the year, an evening with Gavin Peacock, July the 10th. Uh, tickets from nufcmatters.com for that one. And if you like your boxing, a night of champions featuring Frank Bruno, Ricky Hatton, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi. Uh, tickets for that one from goldstarpromotions.com. Just watching the Ticket Table on Sky. Good to hear that there's going to be uh, some more late bids for Manchester United. Let's hope one of them comes in from, uh, from Mike Ashley. Uh, Ask George <laughs> is uh, next. Sure, we've had this on lookalikes before. Gary Milligan asks, uh, George... Can you, uh, can you see the resemblance to Ryan Taylor and Kevin? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: my
0: can you question a is... A Kevin, kick can you, like as well. I was just going to say that. Can you kick a free kick? like? Can you take a free kick? I've played
4: all my life, yeah. I was nicknamed <laughs> Baby Bex as a youngin as well. So there you go.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, David Cook says, Ask George. I have a lot of programmes from 1973 to 1980. If you need photos for those with the days... I could send them on Twitter. So there you go, George. He's offering you some photos. nice
3: offer, thank you.
0: Yeah, there you go. If you can do that, that would be great. Donald says, uh, question for George, was weight
3: training a part of your training regime when you played, George? No, not, not when I first started. Um, it was by the time I was going out, um, after, I mean, the injury, um, some of the more, Savvy senior players were starting to do it. Like, yeah. I think I've said before, and here, Jackie Milburn was one of the first players to realise that for- footballers had to be athletes as well as footballers. And he, uh, because of his uh, interest in professional sprinting, because he won the powder hall twice, uh, used to do weights, used to do all sorts of uh, um, stretching exercises that the, his colleagues in the team wouldn't even think of doing. Um but not when I not at my time. No, there was one or two lads who uh, uh, got into weights for fitness, but it wasn't it wasn't an overall training thing. It wasn't the sort of thing where they said, well, we're going to do weights now. We did lots of strange exercises, jumping exercises, just being sure we could jump and head a ball without putting our elbows in people's faces, which is something people now don't understand at all, um, and that sort of thing. But uh, um, not not weights, no. Okay, and uh, next question is from John Askew. He says,
0: Question for George, but it might be more suited to the other show covering seasons past. I think my first game at St James's was a friendly with Sunderland in the middle of 1973. Or we know all about friendlies in the middle of the season, John. Yeah, uh, watching, uh, watching George's show. Do you have any details about the game? Were you there? The football well, was, was interesting, but I think I was more hooked by the atmosphere. A friendly well, with Sunderland in 1973,
3: George. I'd have to yes, watch. It, yeah, uh, um, it uh. Yeah, it, it was. They did a series of against Sunderland, and Middlesbrough to become cock of the North. I think was the phrase they used. And uh, yeah, that I remember that game, and, and uh, it was a good atmosphere. And even for a friendly, if, if my memory serves us right, the the the, the crowd was still well over forty five thousand. Mm. Mm-hmm. It would have been, yeah.
0: And uh, next question is from Mark. He says a question for the gorgeous Stu Penman. Being a Hearts fan What's your thoughts On the lack of game time For Garen Kual
6: I think he's been handled right I think we've been asked This question before But the first few games A few of them were About on plastic pitches And if you're If you've got an asset That's not yours You have to handle them With a bit more Kid gloves I suppose And kid being operative Word the fact that He's just a Ben And he's flew halfway Around the world And uh, I know Mitch and myself were there when Shola explained it in, in Riyadh at the, at the fans meeting that we had there. It was, it was chosen specifically because there was Australian players there that would help him settle in. The climate's going to be quite similar to what it is in, in Newcastle. He gets used to the British ways, probably not too many fried Mars bars in Newcastle, like, but you, you get used to the, the British ways. And he's, he is being integrated in, but Hearts are having, if you take Celtic Rangers out, they're, they're quite clear at the top of the league. So they're having the, what you call a successful season and, and the squad was already doing well. And he's, he's a good addition to the squad uh, and he is getting game time. And whether it's 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 20 minutes there, he has to do enough to impress to get into the team straight away. There's no God given right because he plays for Newcastle that like he should walk straight into a team. You know, it can be disrespectful to to Scottish football in general saying that because he's he's a 18, 19-year-old. or 18, I think he is, isn't mm-hmm. he, from, from Australia. And because he's on Newcastle's books, he has to start. I don't think that was the agreement at all. It was just to make sure that they bring him on, I think, more in a personal way than a professional way. You know, uh, to have him become accustomed to the British way of life uh, and to get used to the... The Scottish game there's a lot more kicks you'll get kicked a lot more there than you would in the Premier League but to be fair the lad even if he come at your castle he wouldn't be getting in the first team squad anyway not not as yet I mean Eddie Howe has a hesitancy to play the top players as soon as he signs them anyway he blends them in so a young lad if you look at how Elliot Addison has been handled you know Cole would be behind that I, I think as the season progresses at heart he'll get more game time and then we'll we'll see more of him. You know, you get some starts uh, and just let him develop. We can't want him to do well straight away because he plays for Newcastle. and expect him to do well. We don't want to put too much pressure on the lad. By all accounts, he's enjoying himself there and he's he's happy with the club. Has been chosen and like I said, with Australian lads being with him, he's he's comfortable and he's 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 getting used to it. And with like with with him. He's at the right club, and I wouldn't be surprised if they extend it for another year next season. I really wouldn't be surprised. And then that time, he will get a full pre season into him. And he's, he's they have to build him up. He's been doing a lot of weight training, strangely, that was just mentioned. One of the questions, yeah. for George, he's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of weight training. He needs to be able to look after himself more. There's no doubt and he has that huge amount of potential. Uh, and, and we hope that he, he can start delivering it. And once he starts doing well for them, it, his integration in Newcastle will be a lot easier. So, so that's why I say I, thought, I don't think there's anything happening. I might be biased in my opinion, uh, but I, I don't think there's, there's anything wrong in the way it's been done. And it doesn't seem to be any murmurs coming out from, from him or his camp. It seems to be mostly yeah. from our own fan base Expect us to play 40 people every week because we've got a couple of players on load. So... Leave him where he is, he's doing okay. And if it wasn't, they would hook him, they'll bring him back. Good point,
0: yeah. Okay, ask George when when you were playing, what was it like heading the old fashioned footballs, George?
3: Uh, all right, till it rained, it rained. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> then suddenly, suddenly something that was a few ounces became a couple of kilograms uh, hitting your forehead. Um, but I haven't, I think you've you probably heard us say about this. My theory about the heading is that they need to concentrate more on making sure that people are heading the ball right. If they're heading the ball right, then I think that would prevent some of the problems they've got now. I see too many players, even even in Premiership players, who aren't heading the ball uh, right at all. Uh, one of the best, as it happens, one of the best headers I've seen for a long, long time was Isaac's header the, uh, against Get the Wolves. Wolves. That was incredible that was that was real professional header and uh, forehead down bang it was it was like a kick on her head um, so th- yeah it, it, it was a nightmare once the ball got wet and and of course as somebody said you had the lace to worry about as well because the, the lace side came there you and you headed it by Jove, you knew about that because you had the lace imprinted on your brow for the rest of the day um, yeah yeah nightmare. <laughs>
0: Last question is an important one: Uh, custard, cream, or ice cream with apple crumble?
3: Oh, custard! I'm a mad custard fan. I'm afraid. Um, Yeah, get some questions on yellow. Well, if he wants to take it a bit further. if you really pressed us, I would say Evaporated Milk. But otherwise, on that, on oh. that list I'm given uh, Custard. But, but Evaporated <laughs> Milk would be the one I would go for. <laughs>
0: OK, that's Ask George for this week. OK, uh, Paul Hodgson says, Afternoon, lads. Does anyone else think that seeing Gordon and now Anderson play for even a short period has now made the decision on ESM's future at the club. They are notably more direct. George is, or his days oh, numbered. Do you think?
3: I think Friday night was the beginning of the end for me for 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 ASM, uh, in the sense that I think uh, come the summer he'll he'll, he'll be gone. Um, that that I mean, yes, Howe was making excuses about the fact that he, he he may have been had a possible hamstring, which is why he changed things around. But the matter of fact is is that. He he sent Isaac out to the left and that was only to do one thing and that was to cover what ESM wasn't doing. Um and you know you can't you can't if in a system like my plane, you can't carry passengers. And there's some days where ESM love him as I do for his skill, he just doesn't apply it often enough. Um and I think Friday night was the beginning of the end.
0: Okay, Kevin, yeah. you're nodding your head there, you must agree. Yeah, I agree.
4: Um, Again, the statement earlier is doing your job. You know, he's not doing his job fully, in my opinion. Yes, he can travel from one part of the field to the other part of the field quickly and be direct. Yeah, his game's changed. Um, More passing, essentially. But ultimately, in the Eddie Howe system, in a a 4-3-3, you have to do your defensive responsibility. And he's not doing that. So I think it's... He's, his time's coming. Unfortunately, Don't, obviously, we would like to keep high-quality players, but if he's not willing to do the dirty side of the work, dirty side of the job, essentially, your hard work, your tackling, you're doing this, you're doing that. If he's not willing to do that, then yeah, you, you have to let him go, and you know, get so again, it's a player with value at the end of the day, and we could probably get a good, you know, transfer fee for him. Sorry, so yeah. It is, what it, is, it is what it is, and I think he's, like a Conte thing, he's, he's wrote his P45 pretty early because of his attitude and his application to the cause, essentially.
0: OK, Mitch, is the end there for the uh, the French enigma?
5: I think the door will always remain open from Eddie, Eddie Howe's side. I think that's um, been relatively clear. But I do think, I mean, you, you look at the money spent on Gordon and his age, and if Elliot Anderson starts to put shifts late in like late that 45 at Forest, it starts to raise questions um, going forward. Um, I would love to find room for him in the squad always because, you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of player, but there has to come a time when going forward as the squad has to improve and there ain't no time for sentimentality in that. And um, if he's a casualty of that... Um, I think at the end of the day, you'll not have many other people to blame than himself. Um I've said before, I, I, I we sometimes get hammered for being overly critical, but at the same time, I I would love nothing more than to CSM ASM put the kind of shifts in we know he can every other game. Um we'd be flying and he'd be flying. But the brutal fact is he isn't. And so there's
0: only he can make that difference. Mm, definitely, yeah. yeah. It's up to him, isn't it? At the end of the day, one hundred percent. Steve, your your views on on you know the you know this, the AS, the the subject. It's it's a difficult one. I think we've all seen the comments in the chat. I think on various shows, you know, uh, during the week and weeks gone by. You know, a lot of a lot of people split on this. Um, you know, uh, on this subject.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, if-, if you take the whole season, um, he-, he-, he tore Man City apart. But I, I think that was, you know, well, what was that October or whenever that was when we played them. And you thought August, that, August was it? Even that far back, um, you thought this is the this is the point where he he'll he'll, be, he'll go forward. His confidence should be there. He knows what to do. And we've never seen that again. Um, I suppose probably the best game he had since then is probably the Liverpool game, where it was a bit sort of. Just do what you can you know and he, and he started drifting into the middle and, and being an individual, which is what he what he was when he was one of the star players. If you remember back the prior to the takeover, you know we were terrified if, if, if either him or, or uh, Wilson were going to be out because that was all the players were hard. We had Wilson likely to bang a goal or two in the front and ASM doing his trickery on the side, but there was very little else on the team at that time. Now it's totally different. It, we're, we're very much a team altogether. And you've got to work together. I and mean, I think Eddie House tried to get him to be involved more in the passing game. But I think it's it's made his other games suffer because I think you can see him not sure whether he's going to take person on or try and pass it. And, and he's, he's, he's caught between a rock and a hard place as to, to how to play it. And I think his type of game is, is more suited to doing what he, what he wants to do. And I think he'd be better off for his own career to be doing that. I don't know where, France, somewhere else in Europe... Uh, we'll get a few quid for him. He's not going to be uh, given away for next to nothing. He, he is certainly a talented player, but I, I just don't think he fits into the style. And I think other players like uh, Gordon, uh, Anderson, whoever else might play on that side that we may, we may recruit in the, uh, in the in the summer transfer will, will be bought in to fit the style of player that we, we know we want to play. And I don't, I don't think ASM has got the right sort of ability to do it. And I uh, we wish him well. He's he's, he's been a good servant. He, uh, I think that will apply to anybody else that that will move on, um, in in the summer. Because I think there will be others that that are established players from the past that will be that will be departing. Um, wish him well wherever he goes, and we'll we'll keep an eye on what he's doing. But I kind cannot see it working here, um, and uh, particularly with with Anderson. You know, as I say, well, I think Joel Linton will probably play wide left against Manu. Uh, Gordon will come back in, and it's uh, another. Potential to play in that position, so ASM is well down the peck order of of getting in the team, and I don't think we'll see much more of them.
0: No, I I, I don't. Unless we get you know a few more injuries, um, I, I can't see it. Stu I mean, it's uh, been an interesting interesting few weeks, hasn't it? There's been you know lots of things change, and um, you know as I say, the emergence of Anderson. I know you know one game doesn't make a uh, a season for him, but, you know, he didn't really get much chance to, to prove himself against Liverpool with Pope sending off. He was obviously substituted off, but took his chance against Forrest. And, um, you know, it's all about levels. And, he you know, he, he introduced himself to the Premier League, uh, I felt. And, of course, Anthony Gordon, will spent £40 million on him, didn't spend £40 million on him to, to, to make him sit on the bench, did we, really?
6: You wouldn't have thought so, but it's an area that's, They've obviously identified that they look to improve on, and there's a few areas of the team that we're all managers on when we're watching them. But there's a few areas that we'd all like to improve on. We all come up with ideas of who we think would like to put in that place, etc. But the top bottom it drops down to any house decision, and does he think the whichever player, whether it's ASM, whether it's Bruno, whether it's Nick Pope, whether it's Trippier. Are they doing the instructions that they've been given? Are they carrying them out the right way? Are they performing as part of the team? Because the team ethic is what this squad's built on. And that's what's got us our performances. Are, are they producing what's request, what's required and what's requested of them? And I, th- I think we've seen the reaction or the frustration of Graham Jones on Friday. Uh, to me, that was that was aimed at, uh, at say maximum. Now, I'm, with, I'm with Mitch. And I think he's a fantastic player, uh, not Mitch ESM. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's a fan. <laughs> I know I think he's a fantastic player on his day. but those days are becoming fewer and fewer and further and further between the next one and the next one. And, and that's it I don't think we've had a player that's been split the fan base's opinion as much for a long time. Uh, so that there isn't a right thing you could say no he needs to get sold but the romantic and all of us would love him because uh, the frustrating part is we know what he's capable of in flashes we've seen it and if he could deliver that on a consistent basis we do have a genuine world-class player. on our hand the problem is and sadly wanting it and him be able to deliver that are two different things and I think at best, if he wants to see next season, I've already expressed my opinion that I don't think he will be here next season if we get a taker at the right price. And it looks like to me they've already got a replacement in him with, with Gordon and, and the fact of the emergence of uh, young Elliot Anderson, I, I think he's only going to get better. It's a position or he's a player that we can afford to lose where we couldn't have said that any time in the last three or four years. So we have to progress as a, as a team, as a club, to start achieving things. And, yeah, I'd love him to stay in the squad, but would he accept to be a bit popular? I don't think he would. Uh, I, I don't think that would allow it to happen. And if we start reading between the lines, anyhow, mentioned in a press conference, you remember a few weeks before the the Cup final, that St Maxman had a window of opportunity. He had, like, the three games, and basically what he said is, I'm going to play in those three games. Do what you like. You show me that you're undroppable. And I don't think even he's the most ardent fan would say he did enough to merit his place in the starting Uh And I think Elihad was being kind. Again, just my opinion. I think Elihad was being kind, saying that he was carrying a slight injury because we all know he wouldn't play him if he had any doubts about injuries, uh, irrespective of the injuries we've got. If you look at the positions and players that he's put in the teams, when people have been injured, it's about protecting the players long-term rather than trying to get a short-term fix. Um, I think he was, he was coming from, I don't think he grabbed that window of opportunity and I'd be surprised if he starts the next game. But I'd be equally delighted if he did start the next game and he played against Man United like he did against Manchester City back in August. Yeah. But irrespective of all that, just to sum up the topsy-turvy explanation I've given, he will take some goal to beat his goal against Wolves' our goal of the season. Uh it was that's that's the Alan St. Maximum goal one in love. Clearly you can't produce that every game, but that's the ability that he does have. What I think frustrates a lot of fans is is the sulkiness, the throwing the hands in the air, sitting on the ground, not tracking back when you know he's not injured. Get up and chase back, help your team. And it must frustrate the team, his teammates as well. So Will he be there next season? I wouldn't have thought so, but I'd love to be sitting here in August saying I'm wrong because that means he's a he's had a blistering finish to this season, and we all benefit from that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. al will your thoughts on ASM. Is it the? Uh, is, is this the big farewell? You know, now this season. Do you think we'll be moving him on? Uh,
2: <clears throat> it's a very, very hard topic. Uh, actually, um, if I get any. Yeah, I watch closely, I try to watch closely, all Saint-Maximin especially, uh, to analyze some point, I for like rating. Uh, for example, Liverpool game, the one we play with men, and uh, Manchester United, the final, I think Saint-Maximin was the better player. Uh, he, I think he missed the way we play before with Steve Bruce. He missed the, that style of play, uh, the the spaces, the teams give us spaces because we were defending. And he, he liked this style of play. He shined in that style of play. Unfortunately, this is not going much with uh, uh, Eddie Howe. Uh, Eddie Howe tried to, try to win it all, he tried to keep as much as the player, give him the opportunity. But the thing is, uh, it's different different uh, style of play. Uh, Seth maximum is a great player and I think he's very skillful. But the, the thing is the tactics uh, uh, of Edie Howe and the tactics of the other teams now against us doesn't help maximum uh, to uh, give his uh, strength uh, points. And also uh, <clears throat> I did notice that maybe I call it like heavy exercise of the team. Uh, I can't say Shelby uh, Maximan, uh, maybe Wilson, uh, the the training level is very uh, exhausting for them. They didn't use that with Siva Bruce with three sessions a week. Uh, now, uh, and we, we notice the injury, the latest injury of the players. It's uh, last uh, Almiron and I think uh, uh, Jordan, it's all in training. So that means the training of Newcastle. Uh, I attend the training of Newcastle when they come in Real. It's, it's very tough. So, not every player can handle uh, this. I think this level of training. So, uh, and I think uh, Shilvy and Maxman and Wilson suffer from this. So, uh, to you know, finish up, is uh, uh, I'm happy to be uh, to, to have him as an option because he's. You know, we will need him some uh, some uh, some minutes in some difficult situation. As I said, Liverpool and Mesut he was really great performance. So it's depend on the team. Uh, um, is is the player, is said, maximin happy to be an option? Because I don't think he will continue to be a start, starter and already how.
0: All interesting stuff, uh, as always, uh, from around the world uh, as well. I'm back tomorrow night. It'll be a pre-recorded show with me and Supermac and Gibbo. I'm uh, working away tomorrow. So, uh, unable to do a live, but I uh, have already recorded it. And it's a great show with Supermac and Gibbo. 6 o'clock tomorrow and then I'll be back with the amigos at 5 o'clock where we will be discussing our meeting with Sarah uh, Metcalf at the club, me, Keith and Steve yeah, be- <laughs> oh, we did, I don't know whether anyone mentioned it on Twitter <laughs> uh, but yeah we have been up there today, it went very well and uh, I will be coming in you guys uh, with the lads on Friday at 5 o'clock but for now thanks for joining us, thanks from Mitch, thanks to Kevin, thanks to George, thanks to Steve, Stu and I will leave but most importantly thanks to you, take care, good night